at page Reishman Dalit, the bottom. We're coming really to towards the close of the Sefer, the last of the Maimahin Shabbos. Last week we had an opportunity to to be with the to be with the Rabbi by the window on a Friday night, looking out into the universe and singing and singing a song to to Malchus, to Knesset Yisrael, to the Shechina, Eishischael. The Rebbe ends the Maimur in somewhat of a technical way, but there's a flip side to all of this. Let's read on the bottom of Rishman Dal. And now the Rebbe says, there's something that one sees all the time in the Swarma Kedoshim, an upsetting, an upsetting um, description of what happens when a Jew does an Aveira. What happens when a Yid does an Aveira? So what it says in the Swarm is that because of the Chatoi Yisrael, because of the sins of because of the sins that we commit, that the Sitracha has the ability to to injure <clears throat> this Pachina of Malchus that we've been talking about. The Sitracha, the other side, the side of the Klippas, the side of Tulan, has the ability to give a clap to the Malchus. That's what happens when we do an Avera Khalila. That the Sitracha injures or attacks that Pachina that's called Malchus. The Eshashchayal is in danger. The Eshashchayal is hurt. should rise up and cause all the enemies of the Aishas Chal to disperse. Rashi says there that Rashi gives us a lot in the Chama. Rashi says, whoever hates a Jew, hates the one who created the world. You hear that? All of, all of Arafat's Hasidim were davening by his bedside. Whoever hates a Jew, makes no difference how black your burka is and how long your kafi is. Whoever hates a Jew, hates God. That's what Rashi says, that's what Chazal says. If you hate the Yid, you hate the Burnish Lama. And you could call it Zionism, that you only hate Zionism, you don't hate Jews, he just says like this, like, like this anti-Semite in Colombia. He, has no, he loves Jews, he just hates Zionism. Yeah. <coughs> Whoever hates it, the Yid hates the Ban Shalom. Sinas Yisrael. The Sinas HaKivyochel Achasi. If you hate the Yishishchal, if you hate the Yishishchal, if you hate the Kal, if you hate the Bride, you hate the Kutshebrichu, you hate the Chassan, and you hate, you hate Hashem's Barah. Sinas Yisrael, the Sinas HaKivyochel Achasi, there is the hatred of Jews and the hatred of Hashem Kivyochel is Achasi, it's all the same. Because remember, a Yid is the embodiment in this world 
the Eishashchal embodies in this world, carries within him, within her, each and every one of us. Kedushas Hashem Mamish. As we learn, the Atzmius of the Or Ein Saif Baruch Mamish, each and every Jew carries. And if you hate the Jew, you hate the you hate the Bnei Shlomo. The Cholai Yisur Mitzaris Yisrael, and all the suffering, all the Tzaris of Eden. Kulam Lahasters Ayichas Shalomain. All of the Yisum and all the Tsaras are trying to conceal, to hide the light of God that's contained within a Jew. Because the world is terrified. The world does not want to the world doesn't want to see God's light. The world does not want to experience Hashem's presence. They talk about God all the time, but they don't want him. So since every Jew is himself the physical manifestation in this world of the essence of God's being. Therefore, the hatred for a Jew is the hatred for God. And the suffering and the sorrows that are caused the Jews are for the single purpose of hiding God's light from this world, of preventing the light of a Jew from shining, because the light of the Jewish people shines, and the light of Hashem is shining. And the light of Hashem is shining, that means the Broadway is out of business, and the rest of those places. And there's... That's the Sitrach on the other side is very nervous about going out of business. Kol Yisur Mitzaris is Halkula Mahaster Soichas Asholomei. Chol Isha Oivei Yosel Galas Asar Hashem. And the more a Jew in his life is an Oivei, and is trying to reveal God's light in his life in this world, Yosem Murda from Ma'unahu. The more persecuted and oppressed he is, the more beaten and the more tortured he is. I once mentioned to you that in that I read a, I read a description of of when Hitler Machshamai before he was famous of how when he was on the streets of Vienna and he was an Austrian came from a village in Austria and <coughs> sometimes when he came to Vienna you all know that between World War One and World War Two there were thousands and thousands of Hasidim that were in Vienna. These were refugees from the from World War One who ran away from Galicia mostly. There were rabbis that were there in Vienna between the wars. It was a place where Yidin was staying. And I saw a description that every time there was somebody, an acquaintance of Hitler's in Hashem, an acquaintance wrote that, that Hitler, Hitler was burning with a hatred for Jews. But when he would be in Vienna and he would see Jews with beers and pays, they would look to him like like Eden, you know, not the cultured ones with the, uh, you know, with the uh, umbrellas walking on the on the boulevard. When he would see a chassidish looking person, this 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 friend of Hitler's wrote that he went out of his mind with with he went crazy, he would go crazy with hatred, with anger and yelling. He would start going nuts. Now he's going to wipe them off the earth. He couldn't stand the look of a, of, a, of a Jew, of an authentic looking Jew. What he saw struck him as being the way that a Jew traditionally looked. He couldn't stand it. And it, was, it says, he writes that it was the first time when he was in his little shtetl in that place he didn't see Jews like that. And when he came to the big city, he came to Vienna and he saw Jews, he went crazy. When he saw Jews that looked like that, he went crazy. Because there's more terror and there's more fear that this is going to be a person who somehow is, is an Ayveid and is going to be Megala or Hashem in the world. And therefore, that person who's a bigger event, of course, that doesn't have to do with beard and pace. I'm just saying that that's how the Russia identifies the Jew. 
So therefore he says, an Isha Ayyved is a person who's a bigger Ayyved and is trying harder to reveal the Hashem. He'll be Yosem more difficult. He'll be more persecuted and have more difficulties. And that's not only by going. That, that means within himself. Nowadays, nowadays we don't have much. In America, nobody bothers us really. It's not like anybody is bothering us if we, if we want to learn some Gemara or if we want to dive in a little bit. No one's there's no one closing down shuls and mikvahs over here. No Hashem. So here, the sitra, the redifa, the persecution of the sitra, of course, is within us. And that's why everybody here knows that whenever you try to be a better Jew, you can have the big Yetzirah. Kol the second you decide, if you don't want to, if you're not trying to be an Ayyavad Hashem, if, you don't, if you're not really trying to be an Ayyavad Hashem, then the sitra will let you do all the mitzvahs you like. But, you know, he let you do all kinds of religious things. But the second you try, to, you're trying to be a bigger Ayyavad, so then you find that all of a sudden this is not that and uh, this old friend that you knew is the to hack you with this and the problems at work and yeah, and this uh, Yetzirah for this and this because a person who's an Ayyavad Hashem is on the verge of being the Gala he's trying to reveal the etzim, the essence of God's presence inside of him and the Sitra is fighting against the Malchus is fighting against the Kala against the Eishas Chal and when the person is trying to when the person is trying to be megala that koyach of Hashem inside of him, so then the sitrachah comes to give a clap. And everybody who's an Ayyavid Hashem knows that. That when he tries to be an Ayyavid Hashem, he's Yaisim Mudra from Mu'unah, he becomes more beaten and more tortured. And sometimes in history, in certain places, it means by our enemies outside, by God. Nowadays it means more. It means the the kaiyach and the sitrachu and the other side inside of us. Ulaset in the future, shetavis sitrachu. When the sitrachu on the other side will be removed, will be eliminated. Az lo yerei v'leyashchisa b'chol hakadshi. The navi promises in the name of Hashem that they won't cause any devastation, any any evil, any destruction on my mountain. Because then the whole world will be filled with the knowledge of God, like the waters that cover the, the oceans. There'll be no longer there'll no longer be any concealment. There'll be there'll no longer be any ra. Once once the sitrachah is eliminated, then the full beauty of the Jew will be completely completely revealed, and and then that will be the chasna between kuchibichul and shchinte. The simple pshat of this is, is this. It's saying Hashem who, the will of God, the Ratzon Hashem is, The Barishlam wants us to make choices. He wants us to be Bali Bechira. He wants us to initiate, to, to want. To choose good and not evil. Vim Hayagam Bailam Hazah has Galas Elokiz. If Hashem's presence would be as open and clear in this world as it is in the three higher worlds of Atzilus Bria and Yitzira, then there couldn't be any sin or any anything that would be the opposite of God's will. We wouldn't have the ability to do that. It would be so clear. We wouldn't have the ability to do that. After Therefore, Hashem's Baruch made such a tzimtzum. He constricted and he hid his 
like so much. To the point that a person can actually choose to do something which is evil. Something which is against Hashem's will. And despite that, the avoid of a person in this world is to turn away from the Sitrach, to ignore the Sitrach and to choose good. Not only that, but the Rebbein made the Yitzhar in such a way where it's constantly trying to seduce a person, to draw a person into its into its place, into its into, into that trap of Ra. But initially, Kavnos is Latayv. We know from Chazal, from the Zar Kodesh, that the Yitzhar itself, to begin with, its intention is that there is this hope that the Yitzhar has, that this other side has, that, that we shouldn't listen to him. We shouldn't listen to him. There's the marshal that's found in the Zoya of, of the Zaina, of the woman of ill repute, who the king, who the king then pays this woman, that she should test her, this the prince. And the, and if she's successful, meaning she's supposed to test him, and if the prince does not, if the prince does not fail, the prince is successful and turns her away, so then she's going to be greatly, greatly rewarded by the king. So even though she's a Zaina, she's the lowest woman, but she too is a messenger of the king, and she's only hoping that the prince ignores her seduction, her efforts to seduce him. Because that's <clears throat> the tachlis of her avayda, is that she should be ignored. So to begin with, the sitra'ach, the other side, the Sahara, wants to be ignored. It has the responsibility to do the best job it can, and we know that he, he's doing a very, very good job. But the inner will of that of that shliach is that he should be ignored, that Jews should not pay attention to him. The kavanah just like that woman, her intention was good. Her intention was to give the prince an opportunity to prove that he's able to overcome uh, to overcome these desires. So to the kavana of the the initial kavana of the of the Yitzhar is Latayv, is that a Jew should overcome these things, and that the Jew should turn away from what he's saying. And the Gemara says that 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 what that the, it says the Gemara is Pnina v'Satan l'Shem Shemayim. We're not talking about Pnina right now, but the but the but the the Satan, the evil one, what he does, he does l'Shem Shemayim. To begin with, he's, done, he's, done, he's working for the sake of heaven. Him came, Gam Harash, he Hester, the Gam that evil and Hester and concealment and the Yitzhar, Bereshisam, in the Shirish, in the root of, at the root of evil and at the root of the Satan of the, of the Yitzhar, it's Taif, there's good. Bereshisam, in the beginning, at the onset, everything was good. They only wear garments of Ra. Only the Levushim were evil. To do, to be able to carry out that job of messing up the Ben HaMelech, of testing, not messing up, of testing the Ben HaMelech, of testing the Prince. 
Not that the not that the that the Sultan and so on is a rabbi etzim, as we see in, in, in by the Goyim, the devil that the devil has some sort of a separate existence. And therefore, it's loy rabbi etzim. El mustarm hoyu belavusha hoyu near lara. It's that it's concealment beneath a garment that appears to be evil. Of a mesibas chait adam harishin. That's how things began. That's how the sitrach started his job, working for God. Of a mesibas chait adam harishin, and of course the sitrach still has to answer to God. It is not a separate, independent kayach. But something has changed. That because of the chait of Adam Arishan, the Rabbi writes, that because of the sin of Adam Arishan, Mechatoi kol ish, Shehem be'emes royim, Hepech mitzen Hashem, and because of the avarice of each and every Jew, each and every one of us, which is the opposite of God's will, Omisibas oida cheres hamur mihari zechon levracha, and other reasons that are explained in the Kisvei Hari. Nasus has Sitra The Sitrachra takes his job so seriously that he's not that it's Nasus Nasus To begin with, it's not Ra, it's, it was doing the will of God. The Sitrachra. To test the prince. And the Sitrachra wanted the king, the prince, to pass the test and not to succumb. But over time and for other reasons in the Kisvari the Sitra actually has filled itself with with this delusion that it has that it is able to act in such a way that is purely wrong. And that makes the Sitra much more dangerous than ever before. Therefore we find Chazals that appear to be contradictory. On the one hand, we find Chazals that speak about Hashem rewarding the Yitzhar and telling, giving the Yitzhar a pat on the back and saying, you worked hard. You worked hard. It seems to us that the Yitzhar is working harder than any of the other Malachim, right? So at the end of time, there are Chazals that speak about Hashem giving a pat on the back to the Yitzhar, to the Satan, and saying, fine, you did a good job, and now you're going to be rewarded for the work that you did. On the other hand, we find Chazals telling, that tell us that at the end, and we, and we say in davening, we find other chazals and other places in Davening that tell us that at the end of Baruch Hashem is going to shech the Yetzar. It's going to be a shechita. So how do we resolve these, what appear to be these contradictions? The Teretz is, the Rebbe is explaining that in the future, hara hazesh in the svah seif b'hem. That additional, that additional Kayach of Ra that came from this from this self-awareness and delusion that the Sitra Achra developed over time a superiority complex of some sort that element of the Sitra Achra is going to be eliminated, is going to be destroyed Yavra Hashem V'yishchat Aschelik HaYetzahar Hazeh that Chelik of Yetzahar that aspect of Ra will be destroyed the aspect of Ra that got totally carried away with itself will be destroyed. And then, Virak Hatoiv Shabai Yisala, the underlying Shirish of Ra, which is good. In the, in the worst Ra, there's also some good. 
there's also that nakuda of being used as a tool of Hashem to carry out his plan that the prince should be tested. So there is an akuda of taiv, of course. There is an akuda of God's will. There is a point of God's will in, the, in, even, the, in even the worst evil. So the, that aspect of same thing when it comes to the Rishoyim, Yimach Shalom. When it comes to the Rishoyim, there'll be a shechita, a gewaldig shechita at the end of time. However, that nakuda of taiv, that, that is the underlying essence of everything in this world that is sent by the king to test the prince, that underlying nakuda will be revealed in all of its goodness. And from that, there will be the possibility, with the exception of Amalek, which is Kulayra. There will be the, there'll be the possibility of, of the Umas Ailam having a Tikkun, or there being some Tikkun, or being some way that the Umas Ailam will be able to live in this world and to serve Hashem also. L'chein, therefore, this aspect of the other side and the Yetzirah that are added, that have meaning, that have inflated, become inflated with this with this delusion of its own kayach. Kol Tavasam, all that they want, unlike the unlike the Yetzirah at the time of other Marishim, unlike. The zayna, that woman that the Zohar describes, where the Zohar wants the prince to ignore her efforts to to tempt him. Here, the whole taiva, kol tavosam is lahaster v'sorasha. The taiva of this taisefes of the sitrachra, of this additional quality of the sitrachra, the other side, all it wants is to hide God's light, not to reveal God's light. That zayna wanted to reveal God's light. And even to begin with the satan, the snake, whatever you want to say, again, we can't understand this fully without learning the Kisari, and it's not for us. Also, the beginning was not that other Mauritians should fail. But since then, there's a certain momentum that evil has. That it's convinced itself that all it wants to do is to hide God's light, not to reveal God's light. Initially, it was part of revealing God's light. But after the chayt, it fell into this terrible, terrible delusion. And now all it wants is to hide the light of Hashem. And in order to hide the light of Hashem, what happens? All it does is come after Jews. Especially Jews are trying to reveal God's light. So the, how does the Sitra accomplish this? How is it right there for the Jews that are trying to Megala Hashem? Sometimes it's just the things of this world, regular things, and other times it's that there's Mamash Radifus by the Goyim to hurt Jews. There's an internal, there's an internal Milchama um, war that the Sitra wages against the Jews trying to be David Hashem. And then we see Pashat, unfortunately, that there are Sayyidina Hashem, Sayyidina that there are Stam, trying to kill Jews, trying to destroy Jews, particularly those who are Ayyidina Hashem. Particularly Ayyidina Hashem.
Now what about what a Jew does to himself? So the Rebbe explains that any time that a Jew, God forbid, <coughs> increases this hester within himself. In other words, here, as we said, this internal, this internal that is trying to hide the light of Hashem within each and every one of us. So whenever a Jew, God forbid, does not there, he's Mysif Hester Bekirbe. He's causing it to be greater darkness within himself and more Hestapun, more concealment of God's presence. And what does that do? It's a terrible thing. In the Sitra that strengthens the Sitra Upegemes is Bechinus Malchus, and that hurts, that injures. The Bechina of Malchus, which all the Eishas Chal wants to do is to sing to her husband, which is to connect her husband, to, to be intimate with her husband. That's all she wants to do. Within us, the Shechina, that, that quality of Malchus that we spoke about, that's in Shemayim, and that, and that is in each and every one of us, <coughs> is crying out because she's being injured and beaten by the Sitra'acha. It's Pagemis, it's Bechina of Malchus, Amatranisa. Right, the, the bride. All the Eishes Chal wants to do, and the whole purpose of, the, of that Eishes Chal within each and every one of us is to reveal Hashem's light inside of us, into, in our lives. And all of our avoida, all that we do is to reveal the Kala, to reveal the Malchus, and to clean off, and to peel away all the tumor that surrounded her, all the klipas, l'tahareinam v'kliposeinam v'tumoseinam. Ben chilek ha-manjrit nitzah shebekebeinu ben ikoresh that Remember, each and every one of us has a chilek of the kala inside of us, which of course is just a revelation of that higher kaya malchus that's in Shemayim, which is called Knesset Yisrael that we spoke about a few weeks ago. U'liyachadav yichud elyayim. All the Kala wants to do, all the Yeshish Kala wants to do is to be able to be unified with her beloved. With what? With HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem That the light of Hashem should be revealed within her. B'Kerv Yisrael. And within each Jew. B'Machshavetz, Ritzanius, Avadis Kadashis. With all kinds of good thoughts and wanting and holy things. Avadis. That's all she wants, the Kala. And all the Sitra wants to do is to, is to hide that, is to conceal that from herself. Any time in my swarm, any time in, the, in these contrasts that I'm talking about a Jew coming into touch with his own nefesh ruch and the shama, I'm talking about this bechin of malchus, is to come and to find the kalim. Rabbi Nachman's story, the lost princess, and the most amazing, amazing story, the lost princess. Asmalach Shenevda. It's all about that. The lost princess inside each and every one of us. Vinikus Mara Bazar Kaddish. In the Lashna Bazar Kaddish, this is called Mara. Meaning a vision of something which is seen and experienced. Shakal Maris Akradis when Yitzaitis Eloyis Hamasuros Bisha Yisraeli that why is it called a Mara? Because any glimpse, any little glimpse that a Jew has of holiness, 
of, a, of something higher than, than this world, any tiny little glimpse, which is Hamasro's Bishi Yisraeli Umasar al Yodan Ahava, which which bring it to a service of of Ahava of love and year and fear, the Shir and, and the desire to sing to Hashem. Kula and Bahain Misrais. Through all of these things, we have a glimpse of the Kala. Anytime you feel like a little bit of love for Hashem, a little bit of fear, every time there's a little bit of a cheshik to sing a song to Hashem, that means you have a glimpse of the Aishas Khal, of the Kala. And the Sitrach doesn't want us to have that. Ki is Galas Kedushas Hashem Badishmas Yisrael Barifanam Halalu Hain Hain Marasa Kaidish. When a Jew feels Ahav, when a Jew feels Yer, when a Jew feels she, the desire to sing, those are Maris Akredish Mamish. And, and the Sitrach doesn't want the person to have any of that. Doesn't want the person to have any Shaykhist to the Kala. Doesn't want the person to realize how the Kala is covered with filth and is trapped and is screaming as a result of our Averis. And there's more and more Hester. And each Avera causes there to be more of a concealment, more darkness, and closes up and and seals those little places inside of us to give us a glimpse of the queen, of the Kala. So uh, to the point where we can't, where, where it's so completely, it's so completely closed and shut with corking and with seals and all different things, with chasimahs and chasimahs, so the person never feels any love and never feels any desire to sing to Hashem. That's what our various do. Our various trap the malchus and hide the malchus and torment her and hurt her. And we can't have any maris akaidish, so we don't experience her, we don't see her, we don't have any glimpse of her. There are no cracks that allow us to have a peek and to see the kala. And it's getting darker and darker with each aveir. And Mimela Ayid doesn't have a cheshek to daven, to learn, to do anything. Because of the aveiris, and particularly the Indian of Pagam Habriz, which is the Pagam in Yisaid, which is a terrible, terrible patch to Malchus. Unbelievable patch to Malchus and those in Yonim of Kedusha and Shemir Sabriz. And then a person doesn't want, doesn't feel like davening, doesn't feel like learning, doesn't feel like doing mitzvahs. And he finds that he's only, he only has a cheshik for Averis. And the, and the Kala, the Eshes Chayal, is screaming and crying. And he can't even see who she is if he would see her for a, few, for a minute or two. If he would get away from the Averis and he'd see the Kala for a minute or two, he'd see how beautiful she is. And he'd only want to, he'd only want to clear, to, re, to clear away all the stuff and to rescue the kala from those who are torturing her from one's own avayers. But the person doesn't see bechlal. He becomes so insensitive to kedusha. He doesn't see any kedusha. Goes ayonder vashana shabbos yom kip. Whatever it is, doesn't feel. Goes to daven. Doesn't feel anything. It's all because of our avayers. It's all all because of the sitrachah that is that is empowered through our avayers. And that the Kala, the Eshes is more and more hidden. And in Mela, since we don't have a glimpse of her, we're in the court in this terrible, vicious cycle, we don't have a glimpse of her. So again, right, we have no Cheshek. If I never saw the Kala, then why would I want to save her? If I never saw how beautiful she is, if I never saw how beautiful she is, so why would I be interested in her? Just because people tell me about, about her? People tell me about the Eshes I never saw her. I never saw you have a person. If a person that he that, that he saw some that he saw a girl, you know, for a second, a chayis, he was someplace and he saw some girl uh, getting off the F train, going on to the E train or something, a chayis, for a second, and he spends the next five years like thinking about her and dreaming about her and how am I going to find this girl and there's yeah, some sugar for this girl because he saw for one second 
the Jew doesn't see the Pesach Chal even for a second, doesn't see the part of himself. So then, what does he see? He sees the He sees the, he sees the girls on the on the train, and the, <clears throat> he doesn't see the Pesach Chal. He doesn't know how beautiful she is. Never experienced. Never experienced what it what it means to have some a feeling of love for Hashem and some warmth in a relationship with Hashem. So Mela, he does write the more veils and the veils cover up and conceal more. As far as this yichud that the Kala wants to be unified and to be intimate with the Chassan, with Hashem as we know from the Svar Makadashim that there are two levels of unity, of unification. There's the Yehuda Tata and Yehuda Ilah. There's the lower level of unifying of Yehud and there's the higher level of Yehud. Sheyesh Gam Yehuda Tata, Sheyesh Achter, Shabbachinus HaMalchus La'atzma. What the Rebbe is going to explain now is how can it be that people like us, regular people like us, should be able to bring about any type of a Yehud. Now how is it possible that that even people like us could say when we do a mitzvah when we have so much crazy stuff going on inside of us how could people like us say and how could we even imagine that we're causing there to be any yichud when at the same time we have all kinds of stupid things going on so the Rebbe tells us he explains that there are two levels of yichud yichud love for most of them I mean, that's a big matraga the higher yichud but yichud However, the lower level of Yichud, Yichud that is within reach of each and every one of us. And that's what the Rebbe says, that we have to focus on. Yichud law is a big thing for tzaddikim. But even people like us are able to be part of this wonderful union of Yichud of the lower unity. So he explains... There's a lower level of Yichud that also brings this intimacy and a connection and a relationship between the Eshashchala and the king and the Kutshavichu, where Malchus down below in this world and the root of Malchus in the higher world. <coughs> There's a lower Yichud. And we're going to say it in a few hours, right? We're going to say it on Friday night. Tonight we're going to say in Kigavna. Especially, especially, that's the holy name of what Shabbos is about. That Kutshabrichu, who is one above, and is sitting on his Kisar Kavit. So, we are able to, we're able to come to experience, the Rosh to, to experience a unification in the mystery of oneness. That the only way that Hashem's Baruch Kivyochel will be misyachid, will be in the higher root and source of Malchus, that Hashem will be unified with a higher quality of Knesset Yisrael, that there'll be a relationship between Kutshabichu and Knesset Yisrael above, is only when down here below in this world we keep Shabbos. And we care about the Eishes Chal, and we're misyachid with the Eishes Chal in this world. And when we do that, then there's this unbelievable, unbelievable unity that takes place, this yichud that takes place between Kutshabricha, between the essence of God, 
and that bechin of, of nishmas yisrael in the root and source that we were talking about the last few weeks of what of what nishmas yisrael is in shemayim. I'm not going to talk to you about what, what that means, what's going on up, the, up there, that, in that highest level of Malchus. That's not for now. I mean, that's, there's a lot of that in the, in the Kisveri. That's not for now. I want to talk to you about a Yichud, that a, a regular Yid here in this world, through his Avaida, through his Torah Mitzvahs, and his davening. I'm not talking now about what happens in Shemaim with that, with that mitzvah that's called Nishmas Yisrael or Malchus, right? That has all the Nishmas together. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you as an individual Jew that has this that has this bechina of Malchus, and you have your own chelik of the Nishmas inside of you. Your chelik of, of Malchus Yisrael. <coughs> Inside of you, and what happens when you serve Hashem? What happens when you learn, when you do mitzvahs and you daven? How is it possible that there should be a yichud that takes place? <coughs> Therefore, if a person would only understand himself, if a Jew would only understand himself, and if only he would know, and, he'll, and he would know how to bring about this yichud, and how to uni- and how to find within himself a oneness of purpose, and to and to unify and to focus himself on avodas Hashem. Oz beinim yavin aydezeh gamis b'chinas yichud etatah b'chinas malchus b'marim. After the parentheses beinim lo yavin, then whether you understand how yichud works. Or you don't understand. <coughs> you don't have to be a Kabbalist. And not only they say, so you don't have to even understand what I just wrote in this whole cipher about this business with uh, uh, the, what happens and what's Malchus above and Malchus below, even if you don't understand it. Benim lo yavim. Mikol mokam bavados azubayilam azel ba'achtas nafshay. Even without understanding it. Just by carrying out avedis Hashem in this world, but with that, with that achdus nafshay, meaning with what? That's the lower level of yuchid. Means with a singleness of purpose, with with that oneness of 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 purpose, and, and that simas halayf. You know? I was reading some gibberish last night, like like thirty seconds till I threw it on the floor. From uh, some 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 gibberish, some Irish guy that was sent. Uh, out public relations from some place, and the whole I started to read this paragraph about they were <clears throat> interviewing some guy is a some rabbi and that uh, has some big website I don't know does a lot of stuff on the on, on the internet so he was he made a whole he has this whole thing that to say how the but you know they use these lashayas. And all of these signs have there's truth, there's nakud of truth in it, but like it gets just so nauseated by how they do it. So he's saying how what what's the advantage that we the modern Orthodox have over over the the rest of the Torah world? I guess that includes like Rabbi Cutler and everybody. 
And you know, what's the advantage that we have over the entire Torah world is that we understand, we alone understand, that to be a Jew means not to hide oneself in the base Medrash, not to hide oneself in the base Medrash, but to go out and to be Mekadeh Shem Hashem. We understand this. And that's the advantage that we have in our camp. What does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, I know there are at least seven pizza shops in Central Avenue. If that, if that's what it means. I don't think that's what he meant. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But just cut out the baloney. Why don't you stay? If you stay in the base manager a few, other, a few more years, you wouldn't write stupid articles and have interviews like that. Don't go bring the light of God. He wasn't talking about being Hashem Hashem by, by, by teaching the you know Teresa to the entire world. He's talking about you know their agenda, that agenda, whatever it means, <coughs> of how they understand the light of Hashem in the world, which is not what Rav Cook was talking about. It's not what Rav Cook was talking about. It's not what Rav Soloveitchik was talking about either. They're holy people. They're talking about something else. Not what this guy's talking about. And I don't mean this as any kind of criticism of anybody that does this, but, but well, maybe I do, but I, I, at least I should say that I don't. <laughs> but he, like, there's a picture of this guy sitting next to his computer with this goofy look on his face, and he's got, and he's got, you know, he's got a couple of rings on his hand, and he's, and he's Shem Hashem to the entire world with his jewelry, typing on his internet, sending out God's word to the to the entire world. Why don't you just go back and learn and learn to get in a little bit and some of the and if a person is a, if a person is learning and diving is over Hashem and he dresses like he and he talks like he, that's how you Hashem. And you could make up all kinds of fancies, all kinds of fancy philosophies, and make believe that this has to do with God. I grew up in that world and, and I never saw anything that had to do with God in any of that stuff. And you could talk about it till you're blue, and you write articles and interviews, and make all kinds of play all kinds of games. There's nothing to do with God. By Rabbi Soloveitchik, it had to do with God, a hundred percent. That's for sure. That was all God. But don't tell me that some that some kid sitting in the cafeteria in Queens College with his girlfriend is trying to bring the light of God to the world. He's not trying to do anything of this sort. It has nothing to do with God. And why he's, why he's going into accounting, he's going into law, what the baby, Kaddishem Hashem. He's trying to make a living. Why can't you say that? Nothing embarrassing. God likes that. You could say, I'm trying to make a buck. So, but they make this whole thing up. Like, I can't stand that. That whole, all that. You know what, I, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know if you ever read that stuff. I don't believe that. Just have to make a living. That's perfectly okay. The Baruch Shalom wants us to do that. But don't make this thing up like that. I believe in this. And that this is better than the guys that are singing the best Medrash. You have these poor schnooks that are sitting someplace in the curl in Yerushalayim. They don't know what God wants. But we in our camp, in our world, we who have who have sat at the feet of Rabbi Soloveitchik, which he never did, by the way, he's too young. He was never Rabbi Soloveitchik. We know the truth, that this is not what God wants. And it's not the, that's not what he wants. We know the truth is that we should we should wear rings and play with the internet all day. <clears throat> that's the truth of what God wants. Well, this is... All of this is a distraction from Yichud Hashem. If you would just, if you would just go to work and say that you're trying to be an elachid and you're trying to make brachas properly, and 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 you're trying to keep your eyes off the girl that's sitting at the next desk, you know, at your at your office, and to try to just do what you have to, and to and to daven to Hashem that you shouldn't be damaged by all the tumma that surrounds you. That's how you, that's that would be cramped. That would be bring the light of Hashem's brach to the world. But not like embracing the world. They always, have you seen that, Lush? 
we embrace the world. You bet they embrace the world. <coughs> and there's a lot of there's a lot of Yisurim over there. There's and all kinds of light says by embracing the world. Somebody said to me, one of the guys said to me, uh, when we were walking upstairs from Shal, you know, last week Shal this. So you see, when I when I'm when I don't have so much kaiyach to, I try very hard to hide sometimes the things that I'm feeling, you know. So when I'm but when I'm a little weak, so that it comes out stronger. You know, it's a crazy thing. It's hard to figure that out. Somebody said to me, like you, you could barely talk, but you're saying just strong things, because the ikka avoider that I have to use. Is to, is to hold back from saying the things that I want to say. So when I'm a little weak, so then I say, then I say, then everything comes out. So that's a little dangerous. So, so he's asked me, how, you know, you could barely talk, but you're saying like, you know, crazy stuff. <laughs> so I said, no, no, that's because I, I don't have the courage not to say it. So it's not like I'm trying to generate these things. These things are sitting inside of me, mamish, all the time. It's just whether I can be mitzamsim and hold back. <clears throat> so he said to me, he said, he said, wow. I guess you really believe in embracing um, what is it? Modernity, not modernism. I forgot the lesson that he is. Modernity. Yeah, that's the, that you really, really believe in embracing. You're saying like you know, joke. I said I, I'm a very, very modern person, and I don't, and I have no problems with with uh, with you know with, with progress, but I have a big problem with. I have a big problem when it comes to the the sitrach playing games with us and, and making it sound like making it sound like this is something to serve Hashem. And why do they say this? Because what what he's saying here, the Rebbe, is that you don't have to understand. You don't you don't have to understand how malchus works. It's good if you do, and that would mamish make it a lot easier for you. However, he says. Even if you don't understand, that's the key thing. That everything you do, your whole tachlis is avodas Hashem. That's all. Your tachlis is avodas Hashem. That's what I'm saying. I don't like when these people are saying that everything is this all part of serving God. They don't think about serving God when they're doing that. What does I have to do with serving God? It's self-serving, not serving God. It's ba'achdus nafshay. You know what? It could be a yid that sits and he has a ring on his finger and he's bach this narshal. But I mean, he has a little bit of yitzar. No, he, he likes to wear a ring. It's a narshkei. That's okay, but he's serving Hashem in a big way, and he has a problem with this. And that's what, uh, I, I have bigger problems than that than myself. That that we halafai. That my only problem is that I wear a little ring. But that's not such a big deal. That's not what bothers me. What bothers me is like when like. When, when this concept that there's not void like this to embrace the world and what it means to embrace the world has nothing to do with serving God it has to do with the tithes I mean you go to you, you, the reason that you go to Broadway is because, you're, is because you want to Megal Kretschmeim in the world you could tell me that that's why you go to Broadway is that why you have a television I had a guy here I wouldn't let him back in the shul there was a, there was a guy here for a bris a couple of months ago at Moyle and the Balsimcha had the Balsimcha had brought some wine, and it was Lubavitch, you know, the wine. What's it called? Kesser, right? Said, I don't know, one of those wine. And this model says to me, this model comes over to me. He didn't, he didn't go over to he didn't go over to one of the guys or to the Esbinyan, to one of the guys that was sitting there. He said to me, I'm not giving this wine to the baby. I said, What? <laughs> he said, I'm not going to put this wine into the baby's mouth. I said, first of all, I'm not a, I wasn't aware that the, that the baby drinks a sheer <laughs> of wine. It's the Maya Chayi. 
I said to him, I want to tell you something. You come here to our shul to bring your sinister cell to my shul, you understand? He starts telling me about Messianism. I said, don't bring your hatred of Jews and your Irish guy into my shul. And I said to him, let me ask you something else. Do you have a television? He said, what does I have to do? I said, just You can't answer me, you have a television? He said, I have a television, but I, I, I don't want I said, no, you have a television? He said, I have a television. I said, I don't bring morals into my shul to put their fingers that are filthy with television into a baby's mouth. Don't tell me about Lubavitch or wine. I said, don't you ever come back in here. You want to come diving? Because one time, but you're not coming to make a bridge in this shul ever again. He starts to tell me that I can't, we can't use the Lubavitch. And why did he come to tell me? He wanted to make a point. He could have, he could have done something on the side. He could have gotten the bottle of, uh, from the basement. He wanted it, he wanted to make a point. <clears throat> that what? That I'm not using the, I'm not using the Lubavitch wine and put it into the baby's mouth. Halavai, the baby's mouth should be filled with Lubavitch, it would be fine. But with his tummy, you won't put it in that. I said, don't put a finger into a baby's mouth in my shul with your television set with channel 245 and your cable, it's all in your pinky. This is your, uh, and then you have, you have problems with what? You have problems with the, you have problems with, with the wine. That's what bothers you. That the baby's gonna have on his lips some wine. So he starts telling me because the oivid of Arizar, and don't start with me with Arizar. <clears throat> and he's and this guy is best friends with the professor that wrote that book. I know the whole I know the whole mice and he's supposed to come here to make trouble. Not that the person who invited him ever thought that, that was he doesn't know God forbid that that's what's going on. It's behind the scenes. He said, Don't don't come here again with him. And then I was at a simcha a few weeks later and he said and and, I, and he was there and he and I was I was going out of uh, the simcha and he and he stopped me. And, oh, so he says he said, you know, I thought a lot about what what we spoke about. So I thought, oh, maybe, you know, there was a, I thought maybe it was a Hirachuv or something. He wanted to tell me something, you know, that he realized. So he said to me, such a Lushan, I wouldn't even repeat. But he said a Lushan, he's a Moil. Such a Lushan that he said, it's unbelievable. So he wanted to tell me that he thought Vaita about it, and that, and, you know, he said it's something very terrible. About, uh, about Yidin, about, it's hard to believe. I think he's going to, he gives Brisson to Jewish kids, to boys. Hashem <clears throat> When a person is divided within himself and split into a million pieces, so then he's lacking that achdus and nefesh. The Rebbe says that every Jew can bring about a yichud if what if you focus all your kaiches on being an Eved Hashem and trying to remember what's the tachlis. Like we're learning Tuesday night, an amazing sefer. I'm learning with the women. So everything, everything. What's the tachlis? What's the tachlis? So don't tell me that the tachlis doesn't. Don't the tachlis of of you not giving the baby that that on the lips that wine. The tachlis is what that he should be a halagiyid. That's what I was telling him. Don't tell me that it has to do with anything with being a holy Jew. You're so chayish, you're so afraid that he'll taste the Lubavitch wine, that that's going to be poigim him, and you have a television set, and you watch television, and then you go, you get up the next morning after watching television, and you go make a bris. I said, I don't have a time that a person watches television, he's a tithe, he's a but he doesn't give me speeches about about ruining a Jewish baby with a little drop of grape juice or something. That's what, that's what we're living in a crazy time. But if a person tries that everything in his life should be for this tachlis, ba'achdus nafshay, mamish, as chelka biyichudet hatar beknesis yisrael, malchus b'maram yigram ulasakin, then he's doing his share, even without understanding how he's doing it. As chelka biyichudet hatar beknesis yisrael, 
he's bringing about this this Yehuda Tatar, the Knesset Yisrael, this lower level of unity. He's not flying around the higher worlds. He doesn't know about that stuff. But he's unbelievable Yehuda Tatar. When he's Miyachet himself, when he's focused on what? That what I'm doing and that at work I should be an El Chayyid. And I should do everything in an honest way. And I shouldn't look at the wrong things. And I should do. I should be kind. And I should be nice to people. And he's trying to do everything the right way. And he's trying to be an Evrasha. That itself reveals this Malchus, Bamarm. It's causing there to be this Yichud. And that he's able to be Masakin to repair those cracks, those holes in the Malchus. Without even realizing, he's causing there to be the highest level of Yichud. He doesn't understand Yichud. There's nobody talking about But he's causing there to be a Yichud also. For this Tachlis to be fulfilled, for this tachlis, the tzaddikim and mesakin that we should say before we do mitzvahs, which we spoke about this already a few times, that before we do mitzvahs we should say l'shem yichud kudshabichu shchente. I am doing this mitzvah for the purpose of bringing about a unification to unite kudshabichu Hashem. Kivyochel in his essence, with the Shechina. <coughs> this is the Yichud that I was talking about before. Shemalchus, of course, that, that's the Shechina. Malchus is the bride, is the Eshashchal. That's Shechinte, with Kutshabrichu, with Kutshbaruchu. Shemash Meshachol Ish Yisrael. This means that every single Jew, because everybody is supposed to say this before we do this. It's not. This wasn't made just for the Kabbalan. The Hashem Yichud was made for everybody. And it's so interesting because even those who don't normally, who not, don't have a shaykh to the Shemak Adashim, still there are certain parts of the Arun where they say, listen, by Sphere Simon, why is that? That you see Davka where Sphere Simon is the holy name of Sphere Simon is the Indian of the spheres of connecting Malchus, right? Connecting, that it should come to Malchus of Malchus. You see, it's so interesting that even in the Ashkenaz Siddur, and even the people don't don't say l'shem yichuds, but it's part of the nusach that they start to say l'shem yichud. That's an amazing thing. How did that happen? With Ashkenazim, the the Jews, whatever the German Jews, Lithuanian, that they have not shaykes to sifre kabbal, they have not shaykes to see this at any of these inyanim, and yet in, they also say l'shem yichud kachabiru chashkinti when it comes to sifre saimer. That's an amazing thing. What's up? What's up with sifre saimer? Because the Indian CSIM is Mamish openly talking about the connection of the making a yichud between Malchus and Chesed. That, that's that's what it, that's what the CSIM is all about. That's what it is. So 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 look how they they say l'shem yichud also. That everybody wants to say l'shem yichud. So this is what it means. Shakol ish Yisrael af mishleitikin is kol nafshei. It means that even a Jew, a regular Jew, who has not yet been massacred his entire soul, he hasn't really fixed everything up. He, he too is able to bring about this yichud. He says, L'shem yichud. We're going to put on a tefillin in, in, in a few minutes and say, L'shem yichud. And we could, we could, through that act of putting on a tefillin, even though we're, even though we're half asleep, we could say, we say, L'shem yichud. And it mamish brings about this yichud. 
That's what it means. Kam ken germi yichud b'adadosu kiloi l'atzadik and l'vat tiknolei mas l'shem yichud. Rakam l'kol yisrael. The l'shem yichud is for every Jew. Ubameh, ubameh adavat talmud. Hein kvar manda bekuntras and iskalel b'periches my meshen yeshei. So then, how how is it possible that even someone who's who still has all kinds of issues and is far from holiness, how is it possible for him to say l'shem yichud? And more than that, to bring <coughs> to bring about that yichud. Even someone who hasn't fixed everything up, but he's still trying as much as possible to keep himself from chait, from avayus, and from the miches, from aloneness. He does his best to try to keep away from the other side. Then those good, when he does that, then the good, then the, the, those good chalakim of his nefesh, then the good that's inside of him that comes as a result of his efforts and through the mitzvahs that he's doing. They're able to bring about, to create a chariot, a, 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 a place for the shechina to dwell. Now that we've come to this point, I have to explain a little bit more. I have to explain a little bit more. How does this work? That even a simple yid who still hasn't, who still hasn't fixed everything in his life and still doing things that are not 100%, how could he and his avayda cause there to be a yichud a yichud tatovilah to be this, to be a unif, a, unit, a unification takes place on both levels, on the lower level and on the higher level. Actually, Tikkun is even though he hasn't yet fixed everything. He still sometimes fails. Which, according to his, on his level, there's something bad. For another person, maybe he's not doing actual avarious, but there are things that on his level he shouldn't be doing. And how is it possible for such individuals through their Avaidas Hashem to bring about Yichuda Tata and Yichuda Ilah? So this is what we're going to this is what we're going to learn next week and we're going to come to the conclusion of the Sefer as Hashem. After we finish just to prepare, we're going to we're going to Hashem learn. We're going to learn Hashar Sa'avrechim.